You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. HuntStand is the most popular and functional mobile hunting app on the market. With a variety of base maps to choose from, satellite imagery that is updated every month, the ability to check the weather, no property information, and even catalog your trail cam picks, HuntStand even gives you the ability to import pins and location markers from other mobile apps. Visit HuntStand.com or download wherever you download your apps. Enter discount code SN20 at checkout for 20% off. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin-cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Nine Finger Chronicles. I'm your host, Dan Johnson. It is 9.31 p.m. as I'm recording this, getting ready for launch on Wednesday. So if you're listening to this, more than likely it is Wednesday, the 19th of April. And uh, today's guest, he works for a company called Go Wild. Now, if you don't know what Go Wild is, Go Wild is a, a social media platform for outdoors men and women. And uh, the, whole, the whole point of this, uh, of this platform is to allow you to post your hunting, your fishing, your, you know, a lot of the stuff that typically gets banned. And, uh, you know, we understand what these pictures mean on like an Instagram or Facebook. But, you know, on when you're on a a platform that's dedicated to it, everybody celebrates the trophy. They celebrate the, the image, the, the hunt, the, the story that goes behind this. And it's not really just a picture. Um, and a lot of people get involved and a lot of people are, um, uh, it's, it's just go wild. Long story short has created a community and this community is of outdoors men and women. And uh, dude, I love I love getting on there and seeing what people are doing. <clears throat> Got a lump in my throat. Like a, like a bug just <laughs> a bug just flew in my throat. Now I knew my office was a pile of garbage, but I didn't really know that there's <laughs> bugs. I don't edit. Okay, <clears throat> I'm good. 
I got I don't edit intros uh, because I don't have the time. So you, you just had to listen to that. I apologize. But good episode. All right. So uh, Braden Ware is today's guest. He works for Go Wild. And um, Braden, when he was a, uh, a youngster, we'll just say that when he was a youngster, he he did a little bit of hunting and fishing. Okay. So like many of us, once we get into high school, we get into sports, we get into other activities. Uh, hunting really doesn't take, you know, isn't top pro- on, of our priority list. And so uh, this is the same story with Braden. He dedicated all of his time towards football. And what we have here is we have a guy who after baseball was over, after college was over, he wanted to get back into the outdoors and a chance meeting with a buddy at a bow shop while he was purchasing a bow kind of led him to get back not only into archery but just bow hunting in general and then that was just compounded when he started working for go wild so it's a really cool story hopefully you guys enjoy it i know you will um one thing i really like about doing what i do is the stories and the stories in a way are the same but in many ways they are different everybody has a really cool story to tell in relationship to the outdoors and what the outdoors means to them and uh this this episode with Braden is no different so uh enjoy 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 and uh let's do let's knock out the commercials real quick wait before commercials i gotta do a little housekeeping okay we have some new podcasts that are going to be hitting the network here within the next couple weeks, hopefully in May. Keep an eye out for that. Um, if you haven't left a review, a five-star review on the Sportsman's Empire feed, please go do that. Or the Nine Finger Chronicles feed, please go do that. If you're not following the Sportsman's Empire uh, podcast network on uh, Instagram, please go do that. If you're not following the Nine Finger Chronicles on Instagram, please go do that. commercials all right if you're looking for a saddle look no further than tethered all right so not only is tethered just a badass company with badass saddle hunting products uh, i'm going to definitely be taking advantage of the saddle this upcoming season you know just with my out-of-state hunts um they've really created a community around deer hunting and around hunting in general and they have some of the in this community they have some of the most experienced and successful hunters that i personally know of uh, that are getting the job done every year and they're they just so happen to be doing it out of a saddle so go check out tetherednation.com look at their platforms their saddles their saddle hunting accessories their climbing sticks and then obviously stay tuned for the uh stay tuned you know stay there for the community and for all the content that they put out as well wasp broadheads wasparchery.com discount code nfc20 uh, nfc20 for 20 percent off uh, what what wasp is is it is a implement of destruction right the best material and in my opinion some of the best designed broadheads on the market uh, and when you put those two things together and uh the fact that they're made in America, so you have the design, the engineering, the material, and the, the the build of this in America, it just makes it that much sweeter. And then obviously, when you hit a deer with the broadhead, there's a lot of blood, 
even on marginal shots, there's a lot of destruction, and that's ultimately ultimately what we ask for from our broadhead. So that's why I'm very confident with Wasp, and I love Wasp. Uh, next on the list, Vortex Optics. Uh, Vortex, man, uh, I, I keep saying this, they're the gold standard of the, the optics game for an outdoorsman, uh, if you're to ask me. Uh, not only do these guys have top-notch, uh, spotting scopes, range finders, uh, binoculars, uh, rifle scopes, red dots. They also have a team of people uh, behind their products that is very knowledgeable with one goal in mind and as to make sure their customers are satisfied. And so you when, when you have that equation, it's just a, it's a no-brainer, right? You're going to be successful if you take care of your customer. And that's what the uh, Vortex Optics VIP warranty does. You break it, you smash it, you send it in, they fix it, they send it back to you. No charge because they want lifelong customers. On top of that, man, you got to go check out Vortex, the Vortex gear, uh, the t-shirts, hats, hoodies, raincoats, coffee mugs. I mean, it's a lifestyle brand uh, surround around this vortex brand so uh, go check out vortexoptics.com uh last on the list here is hunt stand it's that time of year man um i applied for kansas uh today later tonight after i get done doing this i have to apply for uh south dakota and and while i'm doing that it's all about studying the terrain that I'm going to be hunting. And the only way that I do that is uh, by checking out maps, checking out uh, property boundaries, public land, uh, access points, you know, water, uh, cover, shed, uh, or uh, edge, and just things like that that help me get closer to deer through e-scouting. And uh, I do that right now on Hunt Stand. And so if you're looking for a hunting app that really does take the cake, man, it has a lot of functionality and is the most popular for a reason, go check out HuntStand.com. So uh, HuntStand.com, go check them out. And I'm looking here. That's it, man. Uh, we got a new one next month starting. Uh, I'll tell you more about that then. But let's just get into today's episode with Braden Ware of Go Wild and his journey back into bow hunting. Three, two, one. All right, on the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast today, all the way from Go Wild, Braden Ware, Braden Ware, Braden Ware. How are you? How are you doing today? I am good, Dan Johnson, Dan Johnson, Dan Johnson. I always have to say, like, I I, I know you, right? But there's there's times where uh, they say if you if you never want to forget someone, you look them in their face and you say their name three times. And so yeah. I just did that because I, I, I literally before this recording right now, I just got off the Go Wild podcast with uh, Jacob yeah. and uh, uh, Brad and Erica. And mm-hmm. so I uh, had a had a fun episode there. But uh, man, what's good? What's good in your life right now? Man, uh, one big thing that's good in my life may not be, it's not hunting or fishing related, but uh, I had a sister that lived up in Indianapolis and I just spent the past weekend moving her back down here to Southern Indiana, actually in my neighborhood. So I am stoked to have her uh, close and back at all of our family gatherings, hosted a big lunch yesterday with the whole family and uh, just good to have her back and the the family whole again. So yeah, that's good. And we're about, I don't know, uh, 
week or so away from turkey season around here in Indiana. So that's definitely good in the hunting world for me. That's awesome, man. I tell you what, that's one guy I, I wish I could hang out with more than that's my brother. Um, yeah. You know, he's, he's got a, a third kid coming, man, I want to say in June at some time, you know, he's living that busy life. I'm li- living that busy life, but I always think it would be cool to have him on the same block as me or, or in the same town and, and, uh, we could raise our kids together and things like that. But you know, how life, life is crazy. Yep. Is, does sure. your, does your sister have a, a family and kids or, or she solo still? She's solo, man. She's a, she's a nurse. So okay. she's, uh, working her butt off and, uh, starting work down here in Louisville again. So, uh, I'm going to be, going to be cool to have her back. And, uh, like I said, getting her back at family gatherings is, is awesome. Cause I know she was, she was missing everybody and we were missing her, but just with work and stuff, like you said, you know, getting up there and, and Indy to kind of cut her teeth was really good for her. So, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm glad she's back and didn't find a man up there in Indy to <laughs> stay away from us. So I'm going to be looking for, looking for her mate down here. Oh, so. so now, so now you're not only brother, but you're a matchmaker too. Matchmaker. I'm, I'm going to get her to plant her roots. So she'll be here forever. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, uh, I'm sure she's just really you know, open to that idea of her brother picking yeah, her, right. her, her, yeah. uh, her <laughs> life mate. Yeah, that's right. No, I, I hope she just finds somebody. I, I doubt I do a fantastic job anyway. All the people I run around with are goobers. So. Right. There you go. There you go. Um, okay. So this is going to sound weird, but I had a, a random notification pop up on my phone before we started recording today and it was I don't know if I signed up for this or my daughter or son have been messing around and signed up for it but we're gonna do uh today's free daily horoscope so what what are you I don't even know man uh I know I was born I'm July 31st I don't know what that makes me July 31st that makes you a Leo all right, we're going to read okay. we're going to read a Leo your Leo description here. You may okay. be privy to some information today that will ultimately result in financial gain. Leo. Heck yeah. yeah heck yeah, dude. <laughs> heck yeah, that's a big one. Sounds great. All right, I'll have to think about that. <laughs> you may get wind of a new company and be one of the first investors or perhaps what you hear gives you an idea for a new product that you can bring to market yourself. The outlook for you is rosy indeed although your success won't come without putting your own skills and talent to use huh all right cool that's uh <laughs> that sounds pretty positive to me yeah it sounds fun what's yours let's see i'm a scorpio and my scorpio sign says this you woke up feeling happy and enthusiastic scorpio your intuition tells you that you will achieve whatever you set your mind to Whatever your goals, career, education, or personal, you're bound to succeed. If you don't have a significant other by your side to support your progress, all signs indicate that you will meet someone soon. If you have a mate, lucky you. I'm married. Don't need to worry about that. But Lucky you. But I got some, there's, I need to follow my intuition more is what it sounds like. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, uh, <laughs> I can remember uh, we were all sitting around uh, at a Chinese restaurant one time, and this is kind of related to that, but we all get these fortune cookies 
that say like, you know, big things are coming your way or stay the course or whatever. (laughs) My buddy opened his up and it just said, today's not your day. And I was like, damn, (laughs) like just like life kicks you right in the nards. Dude, I always thought all those were like positive. I, I know. didn't know that they had a negative on the bunch, so he uh, he got real unlucky. That's not good. That would be hilarious if there was a horoscope that's like, uh, you need to change your career path because it's just not working for you. Yeah, really. Right, right. <laughs> That'd be a bummer. I'd be very sad about that. Let's see here. Um, I got to ask you. Okay, so you work at Go Wild. How yeah. long have you worked at Go Wild? Uh, I'm actually one week away from my three-year anniversary. Oh, so, nice. Uh, nice. And Brad says that we're, we work in dog years here, so that'd be my 21st anniversary uh, okay. coming up. <laughs> okay. For a startup, you know, a company like that, yeah. I, I bet you it it is uh, – there's times where it feels like you're putting in a ton of hours and you're just, I don't know, like really grinding. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a sense of, you know, just doing whatever's required. Um, there's not, you know, I'm going to clock in at nine and clock out at five kind of thing. It's yeah. like, you know, whatever the project or task in front of you is, you got to buck up and get it done and yeah. everybody else is doing the same thing. So it's, um, you know, it's not like it's a drag or anything like that. Everybody is kind of in it together and we're all working for each other and towards a common goal. So um, and in our situation, um, you know, we have common interests with the outdoors and stuff. So it makes it really fun um, that we're all working towards something together that we all care about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely it's definitely difficult at times, and we're we're problem solving a lot, putting out fires a lot. You know, it's it's tough, but but it's what we all signed up for, and yeah. I've been enjoying it for sure. That's awesome. All right, so. If if people if people don't know, uh, Go Wild is basically uh, how would you put it? A so it's it's a social platform for outdoors men and women who are like minded, like hunting, fishing, camping, you know, mushroom hunting, anything outdoors, right? Yep, yep. Okay. Getting get access to information, meet other people, ask questions, and then um, our latest evolution in the past year or so has been our, our gear integration. So yeah. um, we now are connecting folks uh, to to gear as well, just because that's such a big part of hunting and fishing and right. you know, the, whole, the whole deal. Right. So uh, let's see here. What were you doing re- before Go Wild? So, like, talk a little bit about what you like. Did you go to college? What What did you go to college for? Has out Has the outdoors always been like your space, or is is Go Wild the reason you've been opening up more to the outdoors? Yeah, I mean, growing up in Southern Indiana, I had a lot of buddies that hunted, um, but I never I never was big into hunting. I always fished a lot. That was kind of my thing. Um, but I had an uncle that bought some land and just got buck fever. I mean, he was, he just kind of went crazy deer hunting and everything. And he kind of pulled me into that. Um, when I was like 15, he took me out and hunted the whole season. And then towards the end, um, I ended up shooting what I thought was a doe, but it was a button buck. Um, and then I played baseball my whole life, all the way through college and everything. And high school kind of picked up like crazy with baseball. So, I, I really didn't have a whole lot of time um, with, I treated baseball like my job and just, you know, worked out and hit and practice and stuff all the time for that. Um, so hunting and fishing were not really something that I had a, a focus on. And mm-hmm. you know, asked me in high school what I was going to do 
as an adult, as I said, I've been a professional baseball player naively. Um, yeah. I wasn't that, I wasn't that good, but I worked really hard and, you know, yeah. had a dream. Yeah. So uh, kind of followed that through college, um, got my MBA um, and didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do, but had interest in marketing and did some things, um, you know, internship wise and stuff like that for, for marketing and started working at a marketing agency straight like while I was finishing my MBA, I guess. And then started full time um, after that point and learned a lot, um, met some really good people, but just wasn't loving, you know, the companies I was working on. I didn't like get to decide like, you know, I was going to get to work on this company because it was cool and I liked it. It was just kind of like I got assigned accounts and I worked on whatever yeah. I was presented. If that was plumbing, cool. If that was, you know, air filters, cool, like whatever. Yeah. Um, and just wanted to work on something I, I cared about. And um, so I, I spent a whole day reflecting on like what I wanted to do. I literally took a day off work, went to a coffee shop, sat in a corner and like just wrote notes about like, what am I good at? What am I bad at? Who do I like to be around? What are some things I'm interested in? Yeah. Um, and the out the outdoors and startups were really kind of where my head landed. And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna go work at a VC firm. I'm gonna go find a job, you know, in the VC space, be around startups, be around people starting things, working um, to get things off the ground, cause that's exciting. Um, and about that time, I, I started watching Mediator, started getting the itch again to get back into the outdoors, like really heavy, making plans and stuff. Um, and then heard of this cool startup in Louisville called Go Wild and um, just kind of took note of it. Started following, you know, my now boss, CEO of Go Wild, Brad Luttrell on LinkedIn and just started keeping up with the story. And I happened to bump into him at another coffee shop where I was at a meeting with my uh, former boss. Um, and just walked by. I was like, hey, man, uh, Go Wild is super cool. You guys are awesome. I love that this is coming up in Louisville. Keep it up. You know, I'm yeah. Braden. Nice to meet you. Uh, he was there with his other co-founder, Donovan. And it was kind of just like, all right, y'all have a good day. And just left. Um, a week later, I followed up with him on LinkedIn. It was just like, man, I'm, I'm kind of looking for a change. If there comes an opportunity with you guys in the marketing side, when you're building your marketing team, please let me know. Um, and that opportunity came up about a week and a half later, sent my resume over and went through the interview process. And in, um, I guess I was going through the interview process in March of 2020. So, uh, we all know what was going on during that time. Yeah. Um, I was, you know, we had COVID and all that going down and decided to jump to a startup an early stage startup in the middle of COVID, um, and <laughs> joined, joined the go out team and never looked back. And it's been an awesome ride. And so it wasn't necessarily where I thought I'd end up, you know, I didn't like have this grand intention of, of, you know, getting to the, into the outdoor industry. But now that I'm here, um, obviously just have embraced it like crazy. I, I'm huge into hunting and fishing. Um, it's, it's, it's replaced baseball for me really is what yeah. I tell people. It's, it's my new thing. It's, it's why I work out. It's, it's why I, you know, read and listen to podcasts and stuff now. Like all my content I'm consuming is around mostly hunting and, and some fishing. Um, and yeah, so that's Go Wild was definitely the catalyst for like waking hunting back up for me. And that's awesome. Getting way into it. That's awesome. And so when I, I want to talk about that day that you took off um, and, and really dedicated a day to thinking about your future. I personally feel like people don't do that enough, right? Um, I'm I'm at where I'm at in my business because I was my hand was forced. Yes, 
I built everything to a certain point, but I didn't ever have to do the, the, the jump, take the jump and go, all right, I'm going to quit my job. I didn't make that decision. My job laid us off and put basically pushed me over the cliff. And it was like, a almost like a, a mom kicking a bird out of the nest. Like now it's time to fly. You got it. You have to do it now. And so that was my opportunity. Um, talk a little bit about what drove you to that day. J- just because I, I, you know, I, I love turning points in people's lives. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I listen to a lot of podcasts, um, like even through college and stuff, listen to a lot of books and just kind of notice this theme of the guys I like to listen to, um, just explain like life design and architecting your life, not letting life happen to you, but kind of, you know, taking, taking initiative a little bit to, to take stock once in a while of like, where are you? Are you happy? Mm-hmm. You know, are there other opportunities out there? Are there some other things that you could consider? Are you happy? Stay there, whatever. Um, and I just, I wasn't, I wasn't pumped, uh, with, with where I was and kind of forecasting things out. I, I didn't like, you know, the, the track I was on and, um, I, I don't know. I just felt like, you know, being young and, you know, having time and needing to learn and all these types of things. I was like, man, if I could, if I could find, you know, another opportunity where I could go get more responsibility than I deserve and go cut my teeth and, you know, make mistakes, like where, where can I go do that? Um, you know, where, where, where do I have a skill set now that I could translate into a job that would start to fill in some of my deficiencies, you know, where I'm, I'm not good at some things. I don't know what I don't know in a lot of areas. Um, and really, I, I, I know I said, I, I wanted to get involved with a startup and loved the outdoors, but I, I really wanted a boss, like a mentor that like I, I looked up to and could learn a lot from and was willing to, and had the time to like pour into to me and my career and like cared about that and we just was brad's kind of the guy for that i don't for those that don't follow him on linkedin like he he's just constantly pouring out knowledge and, and cares about helping other people and i really felt like if if i could get him to take me under his wing that'd be a huge win and whatever we were working on you know i was kind of on board for that but the fact that it was outdoors too i was just like man this is this is the opportunity for me um and back to just kind of taking stock of things and, and taking time to do that. I, I feel like it's just, a, it's a small price to pay for, you know, just a day off of work to, yeah. to go just be quiet, you know, be with your thoughts, don't have anything else going on and just, you know, really assess where you're at and be honest with yourself. And, um, that's what I did. So, um, yeah. it, it's worked out in this example and, um, you know, I'm sure I'll, I'll keep doing that as my life goes on with, you know, how I'm going to be a dad, how I'm going to be a husband, all that type of stuff. Um, I want to, I'm kind of want to be intentional about yeah. all that. Yeah. How old are you? Uh, 27, 27. Okay. All right. So you're, you're taking, well, I don't know. Every, every peep, every person goes through different phases of life at different times. Like I'll be honest at 27 years old, I was a piece of garbage. I mean, I was like, I was way behind where you're at in your life. Like uh, as far as knowing things and yes, I was, uh, you know, yes, I, I, I took hunting very serious and the outdoors very serious by then, but not, not the rest of life, you know, the, what I would consider the important parts of life, um, like relationships and, uh, you know, career and, and, and just being, I was kind of a, a bum on, 
on some kind of weird journey that I didn't know where it was going. But ultimately, I took that. I took I took the go wherever the river takes you approach to life and not the hey, I'm here I am. I'm going to plan this out and I'm going to achieve it like that. That was not what I was doing back then. So it's it's cool to hear how how you kind of said, man, I see myself doing something. I'm not sure what it is. So I'm going to put myself in the position to where I can learn or, or put myself into a position where it just makes me happy. And so dude, congratulations for getting to where you're at right now. And I know that if I, if I could just guess what your plan is for the rest of your life, it's like just bigger things. I don't know. I, I, if I had to pick one word, it'd be fulfillment. Yeah. Um, that to me that I don't know if that's bigger or smaller things or what. I just I know that I I want to make sure that I'm always I'm always feeling fulfilled. Yeah. Um, and, or chasing that. Um, you know I don't want to be just you know worried about my bank account or yep. any type of number or anything like that. I just I want to I want to make sure I'm chasing fulfillment. So yeah. Um, and there's there's no there's no one right way for anybody really to get to any certain place. It's not like I know what I'm doing. I have literally no clue what I'm doing, but, um, you know, sometimes you just, you can't plan everything either. Right. Like, um, you know, sitting down and and having that, you know, time for myself or whatever, like it happened to work out, but you know, I'm not in control ultimately of all this stuff and God is, and I kind of have to just let go and trust and, you know, follow, follow those signs to, wherever he takes me. And sometimes that means getting quiet and, you know, just, you know, praying and paying attention to what's on my heart and where I'm at and how I feel and, you know, spelling things out for myself. Sometimes things just fall in my lap, you know, like meeting Brad at that coffee shop. Like I didn't plan that. You know what I mean? Like that just, that happens. So, um, that's crazy. I don't want to. Yeah. Go ahead. So, okay. Baseball takes you away from hunting a little bit then you get in you know then you go so in college and then you start working for this other company and 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 so hunting in the outdoors took a back seat similar to what I kind of went through um when you started working for uh, go wild is that when you kind of have had a little bit of a rebirth into the the hunting and fishing so I would say definitely on the fishing side, um, I've, I've like mentors are a big part of my story, like with fishing and hunting for sure. So coming on board with go wild, uh, my buddy Jacob Knight, um, works here with me and, um, he's just like a fishing nut. And so what hanging out with him looked like was going fishing and, you know, doing that, listen, talking to him, you're talking about fishing a lot of the time and just got me really excited about it again. So, um, just when I first started, I just, I just got way back into fishing. Um, and then, you know, as time progressed, you know, I'm seeing all kinds of people in the community hunting and doing all this stuff. And I'm like, man, I want to get back into that. Um, so, uh, I bought a bow and was just really excited about archery. You know, like I, I was like, I'm going to spend a while here just getting really good at archery. Like I, I like to shoot the bow. Um, it reminded me a lot of baseball, like hitting, mm-hmm. Um, like go into the cage and you just set a ball on the tee and it's about just, you know, doing the small things right over and over and over and over. Um, and there's something about that for me that I really like just mentally it, you, there's physical stuff, but like mentally just that, you know, repetition. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, it'd be, it'd be cool to have that back in my life again. I'm going to get back into, I'm going to do archery. 
um, and do this. And I, you know, fully intended to get into bow hunting um, with that, but wasn't really sure when and um, was at a local uh, uh, sporting club just shooting at the targets and ran into uh, one of my old high school buddies. Uh, he, we played baseball together for a couple of years and he was just, he was there shooting his bow. And he's like, Hey, you want, you want to shoot? And I was like, yeah, for sure. Like I'm, I'm brand new. This is like my second time shooting my bow. And he's like, Oh man, that's awesome. Um, and he kind of stood there with me and talked me through a few things. And he was like, Hey, like I'm, I'm going hunting this fall, uh, would love if you tag along. And I was like, if, if that's a real invite, I'm taking it up. Like yeah. <laughs> here I, like you tell me when and where I'm there. Um, and so, uh, that was my buddy, Phil Polston. I call him Philly the goat because the first time he took me out, he took me way out on public land and I was not in the shape that I used to be. And he absolutely kicked my butt and he looked like a Philly goat going up and down all these ridges. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so I, uh, followed him around and, um, yeah, really. He, he taught me, showed me the ropes, taught me, you know, all the basics and, um, really helped me fall in love with hunting and learning about deer and learning about, you know, how to break down maps and, you know, all, all the little things that, um, you know, you learn from a mentor. He's, he's been that for me. He's the same age, but he's just farther along in that journey. And yeah. so, so that's, that's really those Jacob and Phil really kind of got me back into like, fishing and hunting a lot. Um, yeah. and I would say now hunting has kind of overtaken fishing for me. I'm, I'm, uh, I've been bit by that bug. Big yeah. Time. What, what is it about hunting that you kind of have fallen in love with? Yeah. I mean, I spent the first full like deer season hunting and never shot at anything and just like loved it the whole time. I think Phil was kind of worried that I was going to be like, ah, I don't know about this, but I loved that season as much as I loved this season that ended in a buck. Um, it's, I, I like, I like the difficulty of it. I like, you know, there's no mastery. Like you think you can plan all this stuff out and you know, a buck, you know, stops 10 yards shy of where you need him to go. And it's like, it's not like you could have done anything different. Like right. you maybe could have picked a different tree. Um, but I, I like the, there's just so much to learn. Um, I, I like the community of it. I like how, like when you run into somebody, anywhere and like my wife's talking to somebody and the dude's standing there and we're talking and he mentioned something about hunting and it's like instant like okay we have a ton to talk about now and this is gonna yeah. be like a cool exchange i'm excited to talk to you now <laughs> uh I, I i like that a lot just because of you know i think growing up with baseball teams my whole life i just i loved um you know the camaraderie and yeah. the hunting community there's definitely a lot of camaraderie and um yeah, just doing hard stuff and and putting yourself through challenges constantly. Um, but that's that's probably what I like about hunting the most. And then, you know, killing something and getting to eat it is an awesome reward. But um, I've definitely gotten a lot more out of it than that. Gotcha. So where so you've you've got two seasons under your belt right now, as far as being a I guess what you would call a bow hunter. Yep, two two full seasons. Okay, so and and this. Let's see, the first year you struck out, second year you ended up getting a, a buck. A buck and a doe, yep. Okay. This year, this past fall. Okay. Yep. Uh, so what was the, what were those experiences like? Um, Man, the, the buck was my first bow kill. Um, so that was, like, very visceral. Like, I, I was, you know, 
pretty shooken up, like in a good way, like mm-hmm. just the adrenaline dump and everything like that. Um, it was, it was really cool. Um, I felt the, just kind of the combination of all the emotions of like working through all the things I've had to learn and all the practice and stuff with my bow, um, to take a shot at the edge of my range. Like mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not taking a shot farther than 30 yards. I was saddle hunting, um, which I'm comfortable like shooting out of my saddle and stuff. But I was like, I'm not going to take a shot, you know, farther than 30 yards. And this thing was at like 28 yards, um, stepped out behind, like from behind a tree. And so I, you know, had a little bit of those, you know, thoughts of like, man, am I going to, am I going to take a good shot here? But everything was clear and, you know, seeing the arrow hit, um, I felt really great about this shot, but the way that, uh, the arrow went in, it actually hit the, the shoulder blade on the opposite side Mm -hmm. and didn't punch through. And so when he went to run forward, his, the shoulder blade that was forward that I shot past snapped back and he broke my arrow off. Mm -hmm. So in like fast motion, what it looked like to me is my arrow exploded. Um, so I thought I missed or something where I hit his front shoulder bone and it didn't, you know, go through it. It didn't look, it didn't look like that, you know, clean pass through that you see on YouTube. Uh, it, it made me nervous, but then, you know, he took off and ran, I don't know, 50 or 60 yards and just basically piled up into this downed tree, just slammed right into it. Loud crash. Um, and so Phil was with me and I was talking to him. I was like, I don't know, dude, the arrow blew up, but I heard him crash. I don't know what's going on. Um, so definitely gave it a lot of time, but getting down there and finally getting hands on him and everything was a super emotional moment for me. Um, you know, just, it's been a long journey. You know, I hadn't shot a a deer since I was 15 and just like the whole road of getting me back to it. And my first shot on a deer, you know, flying true and all that was, was really cool. And then I had about the opposite experience on the doe I shot. Um, <laughs> I was uh, I was actually hunting my grandpa's property, which um, was really cool because that's where I, I shot my first deer when I was 15. Um, but this time I was with another one of my buddies, and we had this this doe come in um, and kind of you know followed the game plan right where I wanted her to be. But I I had planned on hunting public really that whole season you know and just kind of using this property as a backup you know and so i didn't clear out a ton of shooting lanes didn't have like a great setup you can kind of see where this is going um and she was right there i think it was like 15 yards or something like that um you know draw back we were actually trying to double up there was another doe right there and i whispered in my quietest woods voice like one two three and like took the shot I said it way too quiet. My buddy didn't even hear me count. Um, but so I took my shot, goes down, hits a limb, ricochets off, and then actually hit her um, in her back two, like behind her back two legs. Like oh, basically ouch. Hit, spine shot her. Oh, okay. Um, yep. Yeah. And so she actually, she went basically straight down. Um, and it was a terrible experience. Like she was, you know, yelling and all that stuff that yep. happens when you shoot a deer in the spine. Yep. So I had to hustle down the tree. I was saddle hunting, had to like get down as fast as I could and then, you know, put one through her heart and, and finish her off. Um, and that really sucked. I really, I really, really hated that. Um, you know, it kind of, that's going to be my motivator going forward to, you know, take more responsible shots. I obviously it was an accident. I, I had no idea there was a limb in the way. I didn't even see it, but, um, it's something that I'm definitely going to be looking out for a lot more going forward. Yeah. Um, really making sure that shooting lane is clean. Um, 
but I, I, I probably rushed it a little bit cause I was excited and very close to that dough and, you know, um, had already shot my buck. So I was ready to harvest the dough and I don't know, man, uh, that was, that was not a fun experience, but, um, you know, thankfully the, the gut shot was actually not too bad, saved most of the meat and been eaten been eating that for the past several months so that's awesome um, man yeah. I, and i'll tell you this from someone who's hunted a lot of seasons uh being a bow hunter like they're not all perfect they're not all pass-throughs they're you know those those uh those pass-throughs with giant blood trails i mean sometimes even the best shot and if their front legs forward a lot or it's back a lot and then the skin moves over the hole and like you know i there what's that uh moore's law I think it's called. Yeah, if, if it can go wrong, it will go yeah, wrong. Yeah, <laughs> if it can go wrong, it will go wrong. And so I've had, you know, I've had plenty of experiences like that to the point where I, I can remember, man, I hit a, I, I spined a doe, I think it was, and she kind of did this roll flip and she ended up behind a tree. And so mm. it took me. A couple minutes. I couldn't do a follow-up shot right away. I had to lower right. my bow down. I had to go yeah. do this. So she was sitting there, and unfortunately, probably suffering uh, at some point. Yeah. You know, making the noise yeah. and kicking and screaming yeah. and things like that. And and it it really does want it really does motivate you to want to be a better shot. Yeah. And, and so it was kind of around that time is where I started taking archery a little bit more serious. But I will say that even when things when you are the best archer ever and and you feel like you're comfortable around deer then you know you had not this past year but the year before you know i buried one right into a deer's chest he jumped four steps and fell over dead the next year you know this past year you know i i put a not so good shot on a deer and i had to track him for uh you know a a day and i you know like a 24-hour period and so that sucks. And, and uh, I wasn't able to get the meat off that deer. But I think for me, what would be, man, you can't think about those too long. You got to let them go. And then yeah. you just got to try to come out of those types of scenarios with, with that killer, you know, with that killer mentality. Because ultimately that's what we're doing is we're killing an animal. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a good um, baseball principle um that you learn you know like the the greats strike out or 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 get out seven times out of ten and they're still the great you know like you have to be able to put the strikeouts and the miss hits and all that stuff behind you because it's super hard um you know in my experience archery and bow hunting and all that is super difficult um and like you said things things aren't going to go right all the time so i beat myself up on that one for a little while but i'm trying to you know think about it more as like okay you know you didn't you didn't do what you should have done then so do a better job next time and yep um you know that looked like practicing probably a little more and paying a little bit more attention and calming myself down i think that's a big a big takeaway from both of those experiences i had one good shot and one shot that hit a limb but in both experiences i was pretty fired up um and so i'm trying to you know work on getting my heart rate up and then getting it down and taking a shot, um, which was something we would do in baseball. We would, our coach would make us do like burpees or a run or whatever, and then come up to the plate in practice. And, you know, you're, you know, two strikes and you got to run around third, two outs, here comes the pitch, you know, and get up there and have to, <laughs> m- and take a yeah. good swing. And, you and know, your heart you rate's 130. 
yeah. and your heart rate's 130, you still got to perform, you yep. know? And, um, so, uh, that's, that's been something that I'm, I'm trying to work on for next year to do a better job and tons of repetitions, you know, yeah. between me and where I want to be. But, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah. Why, work on that. why bow hunting and not just like gun hunting? Why'd you decide to pick up a bow and not a gun? Um, so I, I, I have gone out with a gun a few times just, you know, because like the, the, the spot we were hunting called for it. Like it was a longer shot. It was a good spot where we knew deer were moving through, but it was going to be a longer shot. Um, I did that more in the first season. Um, didn't do it last year, but, um, I don't know. I, I think for one, um, I can I, I like shooting the bow like it's more enjoyable to me um I, I I do like shooting guns but I don't know I I just I don't know I just I enjoy the tinkering with the bow and the the setup and trying new things and all the different attachments and stuff like that which I know you can do with a gun um I like there's no hearing loss involved with shooting my <laughs> bow I don't have to right. put earphones on right. I can go I can I can go um you know 10 minutes from the office down the road and we go shoot in the park and um i don't know i just i enjoy shooting a bow more just like the practice of it where you know i would gun hunt i'd shoot a deer with a gun for sure but um i don't know there's something there's something about trying to get close to an animal too like with it getting within for me 20 or 30 yards is you know what i'm trying to do and so that requires like a deeper understanding of how they're moving through an area during that time of year and everything and um you know the strategy of that is is a lot of fun um yeah, I don't know. That's that's I don't think it's necessarily like I would, I wouldn't gun hunt or anything like that. I think I just I favor bow hunting a little bit more for those reasons. Yeah. I'll tell you when it comes to archery, I never I never thought about it when I first started, but as I started to get more into archery and and bow hunting specifically, and and having a stress having stress in your life man in order to really be a good archer you have to learn how to shut everything else off and focus on the shot process and the target and all that stuff and so one of my favorite parts about archery is that when i'm practicing archery i'm not worried about anything else in my life it's like i can it's almost like you can disconnect for a while yeah no that's that's definitely true and and for me as a new archer, like, um, all of the, the fundamentals of archery are still like, they're not second nature for me. Yeah. Um, and so like, I try not to think about, you know, too many things, obviously that can, um, you know, create issues in itself, but, yeah. um, but yeah, like I, I have to think about so much to do a good job that like, there's not room in my head to think of, you know things that are stressing me out it's just like i'm i'm shooting my bow and trying to do a good job of of just doing that yeah so So in the past two years uh like what have you figured out when it comes to bow hunting whitetails what have you uh learned any takeaways any aha moments that you kind that kind of hit home for you man um i mean so the past two years i've been saddle hunting um and so there's definitely been from last year to this past season uh there was a big jump in my like efficiency overall with saddle hunting like um there's there's going out and like being able to get up in a tree and get set up and then there's being quiet and efficient and like 
being able to do like multiple sits in a day if you want and not being a big deal mm-hmm. um there's a lot of like gear and stuff that goes with it and if you don't have like a a system in place to do all of that um it it makes it really tough so this year i was like uh, way more efficient and that looked like a little bit more gear and stuff but it was more of just you know more practice and yeah and getting comfortable with you know doing it in the dark you know like i i don't have to have my big white light going i can do it with a little bit of red light or no light or whatever and still yeah. get up in the tree safely um so that's big but um like as far as deer hunting goes i just being in the woods a lot and doing a lot of scouting um you know throughout the throughout the time of like we were doing it after the season this year in like late january walking through and and like trying to think about finding big bucks instead of just finding deer has been a newer thing we've been working on which is fun um you know and and listening to the guys that are shooting big deer and you know following those trails after the season and just seeing where they go Mm -hmm. um has been a huge thing for me of like okay this is this is how they're moving through this area and looking for you know old old scrapes and old rubs and all this stuff and um all the little tidbits you pick up i've picked up over the two years that like you know, you hear them and they kind of go on your brain and they don't really, you don't really put them into practice until you're out there and something happens. You're like, Oh yeah, I remember I heard someone say that and here it is in person. So now it's kind of like something I'm looking for. Um, you get solid evidence in, in, in whatever it is that you were reading about or listening to. And it's like, okay, now I get it. Now, now it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And like bumping deer um, has been something that, that we did a lot um, this past season of like, I, I'm not an experienced enough. And even Phil, he would tell you, he, he, we're not experienced enough bow hunters or hunters in general to say like, we're too close to a bedding area mm-hmm. or, you know, we're um, I don't know. It, it like push it a little bit, find out what is exactly too close. Like yeah. bump a deer. Don't be scared. Like you're on public land. They're going to run away and that's fine. There's plenty of other places to go hunt. Yeah. Um, you know, not doing that a ton, but just like go go out there and make mistakes um, is something that we've been working on and and not trying to be too fine and pretend like we know what we're doing and right. like setting up in a spot like um, finding where the deer are and and going there, not like um, you know on Onyx picking a spot and going out there and um, you know like the deer should be moving through here. It's like, well, have you seen them moving through there? Like, where have you? The, the best example is shooting my buck this year. Um, me and my buddy Phil were looking at plans for that day, and um, we had a spot we were really excited about, but we had never seen deer there. And up until that, we were hanging out that evening, and he was like, man, we got to make a decision. What are we going to do tomorrow? And I was like, I, I don't feel like I know what I'm doing enough to go somewhere that I haven't seen deer over a place that I have seen deer. Yeah. Let's go over here and the wind is going to be off, but let's adjust. Let's go down this, this side of the, the ridge and go set up down here. And, you know, we know they're in the area. Let's see if, you know, I'd rather make a hunch on them taking a different route through an area. We know they are, than go to a place where we haven't seen them before. Yeah. Um, and that resulted in, you know, shooting a deer. Um, so kind of that, those just little mindset things along the way that we've learned from experience and, um, you know, still tons and tons and tons to learn, but 
yeah. um, I try to try to learn through inexpensive experience of listening to podcasts or reading books and stuff like that as much as I can, but yeah, still go out there and mess stuff up. Well, nothing beats time in the stand or, or boots on the ground, man. I mean, you can, yeah. you can listen to a thousand podcast episodes about hunting strategy and things like that. And, and, and it might give you an idea of what yeah. to do, but nothing will beat time in the stand or boots on the ground when it comes to scouting and things like that. So um, I think you're, I think you're moving in the right direction. Now, where do you see yourself as a bow hunter? I don't know, next five years, next 10 years, like, like what are there different types of goals that you want to accomplish in that time frame? Yeah. I mean, I definitely want to get to a place where like I'm consistently encountering like mature bucks, um, you know, and I'd, in five years, I'm probably still really focused on like this area, you know, like I don't see myself needing to go to other States yet. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, there's just still so much to learn about where, where I hunt now. Um, but I would like to go from, you know, okay, I want to see deer. Okay. I want to see bucks to where I'm like, okay, uh, I want to go target this specific area because yeah. there's a mature buck in that area. And, be able to pass on those younger bucks mm -hmm. right now. I, I just, I can't, you know, like, I'm, Oh, absolutely I'm, not. I'm, <laughs> if I run into a, a buck that's, you know, not a forky, he's, he's likely going to get shot. Yeah. Um, but, uh, getting to a point where I can be confident, you know, enough to pass those, those guys and, and look for the, the more mature deer. I like, that. um, yeah, I, I, I feel like you should be dropping every deer that walks in front of your tree stand. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I, that's that that is my biggest takeaway throughout the years is I passed so many deer I probably should have shot. Um, mm -hmm. And it's for one reason and one reason only. It's just to get comfortable shooting deer, because when the big dogger or uh, the buck of your dreams or something like that steps out and you start going crazy and and uh, you lose it and then you, you fail at that, then you're just like, oh, Jesus, man, I. And this this was my experience anyways i should have i should have been just straight up shooting more deer and it took me yep. 10 years to figure that out really um and so yeah. man for you you should be whacking them and stacking them and, and getting reps in basically yeah no i actually i heard you say that on a podcast i'm not sure which one it was but i heard you talking about this and i like i've kind of thought that way but that was like validation of like um you might have even phrased it I can't remember of like, you really don't have business going out there and shooting like a giant 10 point buck. If you haven't shot like smaller deer yeah. along the way, like you're going to be, and I almost had this situation happen where I, it, it was kind of a combination of things. The reason I didn't take the shot, but I had a giant 10 point, um, that snuck up on me, um, that I just, I wasn't ready for. And he was staring right at my tree and I, I couldn't even grab my bow or do anything about it. So I had to literally watch this 10 point be like 15 yards from my tree, stare right at me and then watch him turn a corner where I couldn't take a shot and just watch him walk out of my life. Yeah. Um, so I literally had no business of shooting that buck because I didn't have the awareness <laughs> or the know-how of like where to be facing for him to step out. I just happened to be like in his bedroom and didn't realize yeah. it. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm definitely in the phase of, you know, shooting everything but a forky uh, for the most part. Yeah. uh for a while here i'm just just and 
the experience of last year of taking those two shots like I, I was talking about earlier my heart rate is just like a mess i can't even yeah. imagine what it would be like on a, a giant mature you know buck of, yeah uh, trying to get calm enough to take that shot that's awesome all right so then the next question i have is why i mean it, you could be a turkey hunter you could you could be leaning more towards fishing or or pheasants or you know bear hunting or whatever what is it about the North American whitetail that intrigues you enough to spend the time hunting it. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I definitely turkey hunt. I definitely love turkey hunting. Um, it's for, for similar reasons. Like, uh, it's, it's still new to me. It's still really difficult to me. It's not as easy as walking 300 yards out of my truck and calling one time and shooting a Tom, like our friend Dan did. Uh, I'm the greatest. What can I say? (laughs) Yeah. Leading us strategist in turkey hunting. That's right. Um, but, um, I, I like the, um, I like spending a lot of time in the woods, mm-hmm. um, and, and whitetail are, are difficult to figure out. Uh, they're still like, for me, like just, there's still so much to learn about them. Um, I like the, the variation of like hunting, like going to hunt for a doe, going to hunt for a young buck and going to hunt for, you know, like a mature buck, like those, those goals. Like, I don't feel like I'll ever get to a point where you've gotten with Turkey of like, you know, I just know how to do this, yeah. you know, like I'm going to go out there and shoot a giant, you know, mature whitetail every season in October. Like, um, I, I feel like there's just, it's like a, a continual thing of learning a lot and, um, you know, always getting bested playing that chess, chess match. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I like the, the length of the season. Like I, I, sh- I tagged out early this year but uh went out and hunted like the whole season with other guys you know didn't even bring a bow or a gun and Mm -hmm. i'm just out there with them you know walking around trying to chase their buck or their deer they're chasing and um yeah i don't know there's there's a lot of things i i definitely like deer hunting more than turkey hunting but it's it's not for many deep reasons right now because i'm just such a new hunter uh i ultimately just like being out there chasing game and Deer hunting is a longer season than turkey hunting, so I, I appreciate that a lot right now, Heck just yeah. being able to be in the woods more. Heck, yeah. One of the reasons I – I mean, obviously, I, I've i had the time to kind of uh, – what's the word? Um, procure – no, not – what's the word? Uh, um, basically just come up with my own thoughts and ideas about – why I love deer so much and why I love deer hunting so much. But for me, it's just time of year. My favorite time mm-hmm. of the year to be outside is October and November. Yeah. And uh, like even late September, that, that, that fall time frame that everybody just loves, uh, whether you just like to drink pumpkin spiced lattes or you like to go out and put, you know, an arrow through the vitals of a, a, a giant. You know, like just the fall is the best time to be outside, in my opinion. And so that, I mean, that's one of the main reasons, I guess, I, I like hunting uh, so much, especially that time of year anyway. Yeah, 100%. I love that, too. I like yeah. the smell of the woods in the fall. I don't oh, know. Yeah. That's like, it's a distinct thing uh, yeah. that's different than the spring. But yeah, man, I I definitely love that, too. And the, the leaves changing and all that stuff. It's, it's I'll find myself just snapping a picture like looking up at trees you know in the woods like yep. when i go through my camera roll i have all these pictures of like just you know nature <laughs> nature nature is neat yeah it's pretty neat it's out pretty here, neat so. yeah <laughs> <laughs> well cool man well um i don't know what to say welcome to the club dude i i love i love when people find a either a rebirth 
in something that they they used to enjoy doing like like bow hunting or they're brand new to it and they just they're just like boom like it it sets itself hook line and sinker and you're just it's a part of who you are right now and uh, man that's i I just find that kind of that uh i don't know what the word is like just it's it just makes you makes you who you are and uh almost like a label or a badge you know like a identity identity yeah Yeah, exactly and so um well congratulations on uh, a good year last year hopefully you you uh you double down two years in a row and and uh you know, achieve whatever goals it is that you set for yourself. And, and, uh, thanks for taking time out of your day to hop on here and, and BS with us a little bit about your outdoor journey, so to speak. Yeah, man, for sure. No. And I, I appreciate you and all the other podcasters out there. Cause y'all are like my mentors without even, you know, talking to me about <laughs> it. Like I've learned so much from, from you and a lot of other guys. So I appreciate, uh, the welcome that way and the welcome here and having me on the show. So been pretty pretty cool to be on the show for me it's kind of a full circle moment honestly (laughs) well anytime buddy anytime well i'll tell you what i'll have you on in a couple weeks and and we can we can uh talk in-depth strategy and we can get get your strategy your your thoughts on strategy going into the your third season yeah maybe you'll probably do most of the talking (laughs) on that one And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, another episode in the books. Huge shout out to Braden. Huge shout out to Go Wild. Huge shout out to all of you for making this possible. Huge shout out to Tethered, Wasp, Vortex, and Hunt Stand. Please go out and support the companies that support this podcast. And last but not least, man, stay positive. Even when life throws you a bunch of shit, you got to stay positive, man. Good vibes in, good vibes out, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you.